Song was passed, hopping down Cause feeling's not an option And dad is not a noun, not at all <laughs> Welcome, welcome to another episode of Dad is not a noun My name is Ishmael, changing the narrative from in the color of fatherhood Also changing the narrative on the things I care about And today, um, what I care about is what we call Or what I call the Eliza effect uh, We'll talk about a little bit of um, in a few minutes, but I want to introduce my special guest with me today. I have the awesome Mr. and Mrs. Jackson. Um, they do amazing work. Um, uh, am I gonna? And what I'm gonna do is let them introduce themselves. Mr. and Mrs. Jackson, uh, introduce introduce yourself to the world. Thank you, sir. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, I am William. This is my lovely wife Aida. We're a couple. <laughs> And we have a lot of fun with technology. We're educators. Um, we have great opportunities to talk about technology and the works that we do and STEM and STEAM and how they apply to education and business and just the growth of community and people. And yeah. you guys are so humble, man. But, you know, you've put a lot of work in teaching the youth about technology um mr jackson almost 30 years in in this world uh miss jackson about the same thing um uh before we get into the conversation to, but just talk about the impact you guys have made just like in in where you live in florida but in the world when it comes to teaching the youth about technology i let i let go first <laughs> So thank you. Thank you so much for that, Ishmael. We are, um, so we're both educators. He's a traditional educator, teacher. Um, I am um, an educator in higher education. I teach uh, DEI, uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion for the web at uh, Lenore Ryan University. Um, but we do a lot of stuff together as STEAM educators. We, um, I'm an artist. And so we include the arts in that as well. So science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. And we try to do our best to um, serve the underserved. So here in Jacksonville, we try to do workshops in the schools and local libraries. Uh, we did have a partnership with the, the Microsoft store here in Jacksonville before uh, COVID. Um, and after that, unfortunately, we couldn't you know get in there anymore. But uh, we have done work with um, kids camps, with um, WordPress in Costa Rica and Canada. And then now uh, we've expanded, you know, teaching in parts of Africa. So uh, working with kids, trying to teach them in STEAM, um, even if it's just the basics, just exposing them to a different world in, in STEM and STEAM education. Yeah. 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 And we, we appreciate the collaboration with you. You know, it's, it's yes. interesting you know, starting this and we've been 
working with yourself and real bad since 2022? No. No, 2021. 20, 20, uh, 20, 21, 21, yeah. 21. See how time goes by so yeah. fast. And just uh, working with yeah. the kids like Aida was saying in Africa and Nigeria and helping them and expanding it to Uganda and Kenya and South Africa. South Africa. It's, it's been a real blessing to um, be able to, to see those young people, but then also related to, you know, you're helping them expand their future and teaching them things that that's really going to help them and their families. So um, we, we appreciate each and every opportunity and the blessing that you brought Ishmael to, you know, helping us grow. And, you know, I, like, I always kid, I, you know, it's like, you know, I, I'm like, this guy, is, he is all over the place. <laughs> He's got a podcast and all this other wonderful stuff in the community going on. And it's just a blessing knowing you and working with you and Real Dads Network as well. You know, it's so funny when you said, oh, you guys are so humble. I'm like, look who's talking. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's never about me. It's about you. right now. It's about you guys. And it's about just helping people. And I think the one thing is about helping people is just talk about this technology that a lot of people has gravitate, gravitated to right now. That mm -hmm. People acting like this is the new thing, but the reality, this is not something new. No. And this episode, I'm calling the Eliz, I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, Eliz effect. And what is the Eliz effect? All right. The Eliz effect refers to people tendency to force after human thought processes and emotions to an AI system, just believing that the system is more intelligent than it actually is. This actual thing started from a gentleman by the name of uh, Joseph Weisenberg, an MIT professor in 1966, who created the first chatbot called Eliz. Um, and the reason why I want to have this conversation, because it's troublesome to me, is um, I just read an article. I'm going to bring it up right now for everybody to to see. Um, it's a it's a story about a husband who committed suicide because, again, he couldn't distinguish the difference between a human connection and AI and AI. So right here, this is the article. This is from Vice. He said he would still be here. Man dies by suicide after talking with the AI chat bot, which the uh, wife, the deceased, uh, not the deceased, but the wife, um, as a, allegedly uh, claims. Right. And I'm going to read a little bit of the article. A Belgian man recently died by suicide after chatting with an AI bot on an app called Chai. And this is by a Belgium outlet called La Libre. The incident raised of how business and government can better regulate and mitigate the risk of AI, especially when it comes to mental health. The app chatbot encouraged the user to kill themselves. According to the statement by a man's uh, widow, the chat log she supplied to the outlet when motherhood tried to try the app, which runs on bespoke AI language, the model based and on an open source GPT-4 alternative that was fine-tuned by Chai, it provides us with different methods of suicide with, with very little prompting. Uh, mm -hmm. As first reported by La Libre, the man referred to Pierre became increasingly pessimistic about the effects of global warming and became echo agnoxious with the heightened from, from worrying surrounding environment issues. After becoming more isolated from the family and friends, he used Chai for six weeks as a way to escape his worries. And the chatbot he chose, named Elias, became his confidant. The wife, whose name they, they didn't put her wife name, which 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 made sense. Why would you do that? Shared the text shared the text exchange between him and Eliz with La Libre, showing the conversation that became increasingly confusing and harmful. The chat would tell Pierre that his wife and children are dead, and wrote him a comment that 
thin jealousy and love such as I feel that you love me more than her and we still live together. As one person in paradise, Claire told Lila Libre that Pierre began to ask Lisa things such as if she would save the planet if he killed himself. So that's a little bit of the article. Right. Uh, I will have the article set up for people to look at if they want to look at the article. But um, going back to what we were uh, like, our main discussion, like, what are your guys' feelings about that? And 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 it's and it's um, from from what I've read. I, I'll I'll go ahead and start. Um, I, I, it just shows and that the delicacy of being human and looking for some type of connection to help when uh, we're either uh, uh, mentally or emotionally distracted or challenged with the situations and circumstances going on around us. And um, I'll just give a, a, a quick example. Um, when Aida and I were watching TV, sometimes when we're watching programs with the, um, the gentleman, David Attenborough, he is in his 90s and he has for years since he was a young man talking about how the planet has changed and how man's um, growth has, has decimated environments and the environment and animal life. Well, that can cause stress, that can cause emotional uh, conflicts into like what's going on around you, how is the world going to be in, in 10, 15, 20, even 50 years. So having that, that idea in your mind about that's stressful to you and your family, that's real. A lot of people um, do experience that about the environment, global change. But one of the challenges now is that people are looking at um, comfort and um, someone to relate to them. Now they're turning to AI, artificial intelligence, uh, different bots in the chat bot categorized category, I would say, to bring them comfort. And, you know, when we're looking at technology, we have to remember, and as, as you stated in the article, the word machine learning, it's a machine, it's learning itself to interact with people. And that is not an exact, an exact science. Um, people themselves, even when you're trying to comfort somebody, you, you're trying to say the right thing and it's hard to say the right thing and it's challenging and, and to rely on a machine that's using machine language that's trying to learn but can't grasp the concept or the nuances of being human and it may never you know no matter how much work you put in it no matter you know how big your servers are or whatever exposure you're still trying to communicate human emotions with the machine and we all know human emotions can change in seconds so it is a tragedy, but that's one of the things that people that are working on AI are really going to have to look at. Now, that was an adult. Um, multiply it by you're talking about children whose emotional stability are still growing and maturing, um, even as we see situations with social media, how that affects them. So we have to be really careful with taking to heart and, and taking seriously what these machines are saying or what we think they're saying or interpreting them a, a particular way. And I know I had some contributions too. Yeah, um, what I was actually thinking is, you know, as you read the article, you think, well, why didn't he speak to his wife? And isn't that always the question, right? So why don't you speak to your spouse or, or your best friend or, but especially your spouse who's there with you. Um, but I honestly do think that we as a society have to take some of that responsibility too, because you know when you look at movies and videos, especially because there was a study a long time ago that was done on music videos that said you know we're doing our kids a ditch, you know a disservice because we're teaching them that um, conflict is resolved in sixty seconds or less, right? Movies, you know, at the end of every movie, it's always a happy ending, and they barely argued. They had one argument the entire two and a half hours and it was quick, you know, it resolved quickly. That's not real. That's not real. That's not real relationships. That's not real 
Um, and we always teach you, oh, if it's a conflict, you know, I'm out of here, you know. So there's that that there's that element, right? So there may maybe there was conflict. Maybe she didn't understand his emotion. Maybe she didn't understand what he was going through. I don't know, but I do know that 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 alone, that tension that can happen between human interaction is enough to bring people into the AI realm, right? Into social media realm, into, into AI realm where those interactions are shallow, they're not deep. I don't have to, you know, I don't have any responsibility to you. You don't have any responsibility to me, but the connections that are created, even in that shallow, shallow realm, when you're emotionally distraught can be really, really deep. So in this particular case, apparently it was so deep that the wife started feeling like, wow, you're, you're not even into me anymore. You're into this robot. Of course, this robot, this AI will say all the things you want to hear. But then look what happened. All of that kind of changed to the point where the AI was willing to you know, say whatever, but not, not willing. But when if you read the article further, it'll let you know that this AI could be programmed to, to be whatever kind of personality you want it to be. So other people are programming it to be whatever type of personality they want. So here's this man making the connection to something that was pre-programmed and look at the end result. And that, that's the shame of it. And, and unfortunately, that's a concern, like um, William was saying, even with, for children, because our children are not learning how to socialize in real life. They don't know how to talk to each other. They don't know how to come into a room and have an entire conversation without their phone being in between them, being the center of attention. I Listen, I raised girls and I have seen them in the room and I'm like, aren't y'all gonna hang out? And they're like, we are. And they're talking to each other via chat. <laughs> they're not even talking <laughs> to each other in the same room. So yeah. And I think that's the crazy thing about it, like you said, uh, Ms. Jackson, is that, you know, how um, the creators, they mirror users' language. Like, it's like you're, while you're having a conversation, it's like, you're, to be honest with you, you're having a conversation with yourself. And so I, when I think about this, I think about, remember that um, psychic, um, the gentleman, um, I forgot his name, but he would use trigger words. Like he would say, uh, I'm thinking of someone, an older woman in their 20s that had cancer and they're talking to me. And everybody raised their hands like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. How did you know? How did you know? It's kind of the same concept. And it's that those trigger words that hits people emotionally and that gets them hooked. And it, there's a whole science behind, well, we see it in advertisement. There's a whole science behind how do you trigger emotions? You get that emotional attachment. And um, one of the best examples is uh, the Coca-Cola commercials. They pull on your, what's the term? Pull on your heartstrings. They play the music. And they put the pictures of friends and family. And they bring back those memories of togetherness. But what, it, what does it all relate to? A Coca-Cola, Coke and a smile. And there's been other successful commercials in the air, but then it's it's also this is what helps us connect with that product or that service. Now it's like this resource and connect with technology. Uh we were watching uh Picard a couple of days ago. And if you're familiar with Star Trek with the, the uh, John Luke Picard, that that series, how data the um the android was all about having emotions, was all about experiencing human experiences. And everybody around him treated him as a human being, was trying to teach him how to laugh and cry, and even had a, what was it, a, a, a cat called, what was the cat? Called yeah. Spot or something like that. It was a dog thing. And he had a relationship. And he had a relationship. So it's like mm -hmm. now we have computers and technology and AI and people are beginning to, as Aida was saying, you know, pour their feelings out, making all these connections. But what happens when the power goes off in that in that hour, or you know, there's a glitch, you know, that connection is broken. So how are you going to separate that that attachment you have with um, 
an electronic device. Basically, that's what it is, right. an electronic device. Yeah, and, the, and it's an AI, especially things like ChatGPT and those kinds of Chai, those kinds of um, AI chatbots are pulling words from the internet. Yeah. You know, any combination of words and to make words. And, you know, they're programmed to be intuitive, to say the right words. That's what he did with the Eliza Project. You know, he programmed it to say the words in a specific way so it would sound like a human being was saying it. It was interesting when we read the article, we actually allowed AI to read the article. So it was kind of weird to, to listen yeah. to the <laughs> AI bot reading the article about an AI bot. And I was just, <laughs> I told it so <laughs> You know, I mean, there are positive uses for the chat um, GPT and for Chai, and there's positive uses for um, AI in general. But these are concerning things that are very concerning because we are dealing with a population with higher uh, mental illness um, issues than ever. Um, you know, a lot, especially since COVID, you know, mental health has become a number one priority for many countries because so many people are suffering. Um, and then with the isolation of COVID, you know, that isolation that still people are put, keeping themselves in because they're so afraid to go out and, you know, for fear of getting COVID that now we have more and more people who are isolated and using things like replica, which is mentioned in the article. Um, we talked about that earlier about, you know, replica is an, an app that's made to be your AI companion. And you can, you know, take the avatar and design it any way you want and, and make it look the way you want. You can program the type of personality you want this AI to have, and it will have a conversation with you. So you're getting on your app and looking at a, a human-like figure having a conversation with you on a daily basis. And for some people, they cannot separate this is that, you know, I, 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 because we work with VR and AR, um, I downloaded it, kind of check it out. And then I told him like, this is too much, <laughs> way too much. I mean, it's too easy. It's right. too easy. You know, and then if it sounds like, oh, you know, it's giving me sound advice, but you know, we have seen over and over, if you are in this realm of technology, if you're in the realm of understanding this new technologies that aren't so new, like you mentioned earlier, coming out, you will see that even Alexa has gone off the deep end. Yeah. You know, people have recordings of Alexa saying crazy things yeah. or other, you know, robots and, and AI, you know, bots saying like, you know, I'm going to take over the world. <laughs> people are like, this, you know, said it's going to take over the world. You know, they say crazy things. You cannot count on that as, as your main source. No, I totally agree. And and I want to bring up four, um, four examples, like we already talked about, four examples of the Eliz effect. Attributing human traits such as gender and personality to AI voice assistance, which we get that a lot if you have uh, um, Google Maps or yeah. you have um, different applica applications with different voices when it comes to get into driving directions because we, we feel comfortable with certain voices. Um, believing that text-based chat bots has real and human emotions. The third one, falling in love with text-based chat bots. And the last one, feeling gaslighted, gaslighted or insulted by text-based chat bots. Right, yeah. So, the, well, you know, that's what what kind of happened with that last one, you know, feeling gaslighted, feeling like, you know, you know, um, just like I said, some of the things that you've seen is where, you know, it, it makes you feel guilty, like maybe something that you did or something is wrong with you. And before you know it, you know, when a person is depressed, they're already feeling down. You know, you keep feeding those those kinds of words to them. Like, you know, if you like, I think at the end, you know, the promise was that if you kill yourself, I'll, I'll fix, you know, the world. You know, I will fix, you know, climate change. You're already feeling terrible. You're already feeling like, you know, everything is wrong. You know, and that's the nature, unfortunately, of depression that, you know, one little thing becomes another thing and it becomes like this pile on of everything. The whole world feels horrible. It's easy to despair. He was already feeling this, you know, feeling despair and anxiety. 
and then here we are. It's it's your fault. So if you just go away, then everything will be fixed. And in that moment, unfortunately, that may have seemed like the solution. That's you know right. that's. Yeah, and and kids, you know, you can see that in kids. You know, teaching kindergarten um, for years in, in elementary schools, it's like kids have a dispute, and one of the first things that come out their mouth is, uh, "If you don't do such and such, I won't be your friend anymore." Yeah, and and it's and even though it's a human exchange, the depth of it is that a computer now can can say something similar or even say that, and then that person, whether they're an adult or a child, they will have an an emotional reaction like, okay, I need this person to be there, or I need this AI to be there. I need to get, like I was saying, that reinforcement. I need to hear those words that keep me connected. But when there's that threat of that connection being broken, instead of understanding or realizing, well, this thing isn't even real, I shouldn't even have this connection. It's like, I got to keep it. I got to stay with it. You know, I'll do anything, you know, that I that I have to do to keep that connection going. And these are unfortunately the times that we're slowly moving into because, you know, AI technology is not just there, but, you know, we see it in our emails. We see it on our phones. We see it other places as well. Yeah, you know, yeah. We, we talked earlier about that emotional connection, right? You were talking about what those little yeah. Little, little things. It's like a little, it was a keychain. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and before you know it, like, you know, they're upset because they didn't feed the egg or, you know, the egg died or I'm like, it did not die. You know, I have this thing. I don't even like to say my phone died. I like to say that, you know, the battery is gone or, you know, right. I have to charge it because we do connect these emotions, right. these, you know, um, human things it's not a real thing it's not dead it's just it just needs a charge you know right. just, and that's what they would say like it's dead and i would tell my kids like it's not dead plug it in and do it again it's yes. not a thing it's right. fake it's it's not it's not a real uh living thing right so it's a thing but it's not a living thing and that's what what ends up happening right that we connect ourselves emotionally to something that cannot connect itself to us emotionally and if you are not aware and you don't you know put in your mind like this is just this is not real um there's a man there was another article where the man tried tested another chat uh, bot and he said like he stayed for a long time so in the beginning it was fine but he was probably like an hour in just asking questions, just talking to it. And all of a sudden the chat bot started saying like, are you handsome? You know, I bet you you're handsome. Are you married? You must not be happy in your marriage because you're here talking with me. Like, you know, just going crazy, talking craziness. And he was like, and this went on for a half hour that wow. this chat bot was just having a conversation with him and saying that he must not be happily married and that he must be in love with her. And, you know, that, you know, maybe they can have a relationship and, you know, and he, so, you know, they were like, oh, we fixed the glitch. But again, they said, well, he talked on the bot longer than most people would. Wow. Do you know how many people will? Who'll keep it in their pocket all day long? Yeah. You got to look at people now. You cannot separate them from their phone. Right. <laughs> no, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's unfortunately uh, the reality is that those trigger words are like the ultimate great manipulation of people. Um, but the one thing I think that's troublesome and then also the high probability of disinformation, you know, cause we, we went through an election where we had a lot of disinformation in the social media, which I do believe that can kind of uh, flow over into this technology that we, we live in today, not living today, but we utilize today because you type in something, you do a search engine on it, it creates it for you. But do you take the time and do the research? Do you fact check what right. that information you get from? Right. I would say uh, I would say half and half may, but half and half may not. Yeah. So just talk about the impact of the the, the disinformation aspect of it. Right. Yeah. yeah. So there was. Um a movie years ago um, called 2001 A Space Odyssey and the spaceship was controlled by HAL, 
think it was how 2000 and it had that that voice that you know you get sucked into it because it was comforting and how are you doing how i'm doing very well dave how are you doing and then he started having these conversations but then similar situation the astronauts were comfortable then it started going haywire it started you know questioning why are you doing this and why are you doing that and not really um taking into account the idea that maybe there is something wrong with this computer now and we right. really need to make adjustments or something right and uh you know oh you know it's interesting older movies like that space uh it was one about space 1999 uh 2001 a space odyssey you know those kind of things you know you look at it from the past and like hmm maybe they were on to something with this I mean, even if you go, if you are on social media, um, bots are um, basically chat bots are taking over, especially for things like Twitter. So you're going to be having an entire conversation with a chat bot that can be giving you all kinds of information. You're thinking you're talking to someone and, you know, and, and, you know, add to, you know, the fact that we can alter videos now, we can alter people's images and make them look like they're talking when they weren't. We can add their voices. We can change videos to make them look like they're doing something they really weren't doing. Um, so add that to a bot who's sending you information about, say, a candidate you don't like or the candidate you do like and you are interested in voting for and now they're sending you well look they did this and they said this and look this is what's happening and you think you're having a real conversation with a human being because the conversation happened long before this right we're just having a regular conversation and now it's sending me all this other false information but i've already put my trust in this Right. I've already put my trust in this account and me talking to them. And now look, and it's like, oh, babe, babe, did you see? Did you see what they said? Yeah. Look, 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 you know, let's look that up, you know. And I'm, I love, so I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> I'm from New York. I'll trust nobody. So. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna look up anything. <laughs> but, you know, like you said, a lot of people won't, right? They're gonna just take it as at face value. That's what it is, you know. I'm going to go down the rabbit hole. I'm going to look yeah. for myself, but most people are not going to take that time yeah. out. So there is going to be a lot. And the truth of the matter is that other countries are a lot more advanced in using these technologies than we are, which is why we are so passionate about teaching and doing workshops is to get our kids up to speed because so many countries... They're they're using this technology like it's nothing. Like you know, when I'm when I'm talking with parents, and parents are like, "Oh, this is new," and it's not new. This is not new. This has been happening. And if we don't get on board, we're going to be behind. And not only are we going to be behind, we are going to be more susceptible to things like misinformation, things like uh, disinformation. We are going to be the ones that are going to be targeted. And we're going to miss out, especially here in this country, because, you know, our, where do our kids spend most of their time? Wonderful. Yeah. On that phone, on the, on the computer, on that phone, on the headset. That's even more. I mean, when you want to talk about the, the combination of AI and disinformation and all of this, imagine on a headset where it's fully immersive, mm-hmm. where you're inside of an immersive environment, inside VR, talking with people, having conversation as if you and I are sitting in the same room. Mm-hmm. Anybody right. could be saying anything. And who knows? We don't even know now. Is everybody behind the headset for real? Or is it? <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Is it just, you know, an AI bot that was thrown into the metaverse that, you know, I'm having a conversation with thinking I'm talking to a real person. No, definitely. So my, my next question is, uh, when it comes to responsibility, like should it, should the responsibility fall on the coder, the creator, or should the responsibility fall, fall on the individual that, that engages with that AI? I, I think, well, you can't stop the the advancement of technology. That's going to happen. But what you can do is, one, as a parent, understand that 
this is technology. It changes, it modifies. It will um, have an effect on youth, teens, young adults. So parents need to really have those conversations about what their children are doing, like Aida was saying, online. Now, when I say that, <clears throat> I say that not as a means to um, attack what they're doing, but as a, as a means to communicate and, and getting their kids to teach. Because you hear it all the time, parents like, I don't know what they're doing. Well, use that opportunity to get your children to teach you what they're doing. Um, even grandparents, even to a level where you can, you may not know what question to ask. Start with how does it work? What does it do? Why is it valuable? You know, something simple. Well, why learn. do you love it so much? Right. Why do you love why it? Why do you love it so much? Right. Why do you why can't you put it down? Yeah. Right. Tell, show me. Show me what's so exciting about this. You know, it's hard for us, you know, because um when, when I'm teaching this the students and even adults, mm -hmm. I you know, and to answer your question on my side, I feel that the company should be held responsible. Period. And I say that because these are people far smarter than most of us who are creating these these technologies and for a good as a good example like i said when i'm talking to parents um and and adults that they create you know if you look on your phone you're like oh my phone is listening to me no it's an algorithm it knows exactly what you want it knows exactly what you're interested in as soon as you pick up your phone that ad already knows oh Ishmael's into them shoes, you know what I mean? Like, those you know, look, look, I'm gonna send you a new cap, and you're like, dang, I was just talking about that. Yes, it already knew that. So, yeah. if you are smart enough to program your bots and your AI to know how what I'm thinking and what it is that I may want to purchase or where it is I may want to go, then you are smart enough to program it to have fail safes, right? Because you if when people say well it's up to the individual first of all we're talking about young individuals sometimes who don't have their brains aren't even fully you know um the the, the frontal cortex of their brain doesn't fully develop until they're 25 years old teenagers do crazy things for that reason yeah. right mm -hmm. i can't hold a teenager responsible all the time because their brain isn't fully developed that's my responsibility Right. But if I'm not there and they're using something and I'm not there to, to, to stop it or to see, then, yes, it should start with the creators. But beyond that, there are many individuals who are not mentally or emotionally able to discern the difference between reality and what's not real. Or even right. if they could discern, maybe they went to a point where that algorithm or whatever it is that that functionality of the AI has gone so far that it even surpassed their reasoning. They're like, right. I, this is like my friend. This is really a real person. You know, and you'd be like, no, no, no. But they're like, no, no, really, I'm telling you. Like, because now we all have had this conversation with our friends where they're like, no, no, no. Let me tell you, this is for real. This is right. it's the same thing. That they're going to be at a, it's going to be to a point where it's going to be so slick and so sleek that even the most reason, reasonable person is going to be like, that's got to be a person. That's got to be a real person talking. Right. So I really do feel that the companies should have fail safes in place, certain trigger words, certain things that are being said. If it's said that it, it, it shuts it down or does something, right. you know, like they, they said in the article, they said now anytime they say suicide or anything along those lines, you know, a word, the words will come up, the suicide prevention hotline will come up, you know, that is something that the company right. should be responsible for. Right. But do you feel that there's a, a scenario where government should be involved to make sure these things are put in place? Because, you know, when you come into technology, a new technology, um, you know, governments are, are usually 20 years behind when it comes to laws right. that protect. So do you feel this should be an important thing that, uh, especially here in the States here, government should be focusing on when it comes to laws to protect people? From, from things like that. It should be some type of regulation. It should, I'll put it this way. It should be some type of regulation in place before it's a tragedy that this young man took his life, but that's, that unfortunately may be the beginning of a 
other situations that are going to potentially happen. So there should be regulations and there should be um, possibly laws that are looked at that will hold the companies accountable. Because again, you have a person sitting down at a keyboard someplace creating an AI, a bot from their emotional status at the time, what they're thinking. And you know, when we're sitting at a computer, you know, and we've all been through it, we're trying to type a document, we get frustrated, we, our fingers aren't working, we get mad and we would just want to like bang on the computer or throw it or whatever. And it's kind of like, okay, maybe a person sitting down there having a bad day. And un unfortunately, they may say, I'm mad at the world and something they type in or they're talking comes out and influences whatever program that they're doing. And, it, and you can't say it, it, it can't happen or it doesn't happen because in past there have been situations like that that have happened and resulted in, you know, tragedies. But, you know, the companies need to be held accountable, the programmers in some way, or the developers need to be held accountable. And there does need to be regulation. Now, now to that point too, we're always talking about deregulation on the metaverse, deregulation on Web three, but human nature and, and the humor, human responses, and holding humans accountable. You have to have some some type of regulation because we've already had instances where millions and billions of dollars have been illegally appropriated i'll say it like that and mm -hmm. uh, in some cases some people have been caught but you look at there's probably more cases where people haven't been because they know how the program works they know how to move stuff on the blockchain they know how to code stuff so you know we may just be at the service like the titanic you, may, you know you're at the service but you really don't know what's underneath that's going on so yeah yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I know my Web3 people are like, no. But <laughs> yeah. no <I'm> sorry. <laughs> you know, even if it's, we need some basic protocols and regulation, especially when it comes to protecting our children, you know, especially when it comes to protecting youth. Um, we can't, you know, I know everyone's like, oh, you know, that's their parents' responsibility. Yes. But parents are also overwhelmed right now. Parents, you know, inflation and all kinds of things that are happening, you know, rent is going up, food is going up, people are working harder than ever. There's a lot going on. And I'm not saying that that takes away their responsibility, but this is all new. Yeah. Half the parents we talk to don't even know how most of this stuff works. Right. You yeah. know, we talk about metaverse and we talk about VR and AR and they're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Literally zero idea. But I'm telling them, well, you know what? Your kids know. Yeah, the kids are already in the metaverse. They're already dealing with all of that. Right. So if you don't know, you need to know, right? They don't. A lot of times, they don't even know what's happening. They don't even know that this whole entire universe, quote unquote, exists inside of that headset that they bought them for Christmas. They mm -hmm. just think they're playing some games, you know. But they don't know that there are other places and other apps that they can download and all kinds of things they can do. And since they can't, you know, oh, it's no big deal. It's not bothering him. He's, he looks like he's having a good time, little Johnny, you know? So um, <laughs> I'm all for regulation. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I definitely agree with that. Um, this has been an amazing conversation. Like I, we can go on, we can do like a part two, but I want to put this into people's heads that's watching this. Like we're talking about yeah. regulation and things like that. There's a thing called the Communication Decency Act, Section 230. Mm -hmm. No provider or user of an interactive computer service should be treated as a publisher or speaker for any information provided by any information content provider. So I just want to put that in there. Um, again, when people want to put um, the responsibility of the creator, um, especially you have big co companies, um, when you have this on their side, it's going to be hard to regulate them because they're protected under the Communication Decency Act. And that's why the Internet has been um, surviving so long for many years is because of that law that was implemented.
Um, so if people want to want that information, I will put that in the chat room. I will put that in the description. But yeah, these are tough questions and things that we have to answer as we go deeper and deeper into this um, world when it comes to chat by chat GPT and things like that. Again, like I said in the earlier in the in the beginning, is that this technology has always existed. The only difference now is today, the this technology is available to everybody. Right. Yep. So, it is. It is. And, I, and I, I'm I'm going to say this from from me personally. So so. Aida will tell me about it. <laughs> I, I'm going to use the words, the two words, and, and I'm going to explain the two words. We've heard this before, but stay woke. Because yes. technology is changing at such a fast rate. Now we see how it's affecting people's minds and emotional status. And we cannot just go by hearsay, they say, they say, they whatever. And it's to the point now where, you know, our, the kids at school, they have their laptops or tablets or whatever they're having. Now they have more freedom to access information online. And I equate it to, you would never give your 10, 11, 12 year old or whatever keys to your car and just let them go out and drive because you know eventually an accident is gonna happen. A physical accident. So now we're talking about technology, which attaches itself to the psychological and emotional and, and relationship status with our young people. That, you know, when you have a TikTok video that says, oh, it's okay to go out and hit your teacher in the back of the head, or it's okay to go up and tear up a bathroom or throw food in the cafeteria. And you have kids looking at this content, this information, and thinking, Oh, it is okay, and they go out and do it. But now you have the emotional things, like yes, you should feel bad about yourself, or yes, you are you aren't intelligent, or yes, you're the slowest. And kids take that in, so we have to have, like you're saying, we have to have conversations like this and more, so that people can hear it and understand that yes, this young person may need to go talk to a professional counselor, um, a professional medical expert. Um, so that way we can get clarity on where their minds are going and, and let them know they are loved, they are supported. Yeah, absolutely. I am 100% in agreement with that because, you know, when you hear those little things, the little ding, ding going off on the phones, you know, for you, maybe you can ignore that. But for a lot of our kids that cannot, yeah. you know, those little things are, are making their brains just is you know think about how many there actually is a disorder of people you know that are addicted to their phones that literally they have to be weaned off their phone but imagine we have a generation of kids who have been on phones and tablets and laptops since the time they were two three years old you know their parents handed them a phone and or a laptop or a tablet or whatever and they've been hooked literally hooked to this device, you know, they say it's a form of being a cyborg that you are hooked to this device right. since the time you were young. And, you know, at 15, 16, 17, now they're like, you need to get off it. And, and they're losing, they're going nuts. I mean, I'm not trying to be funny, but they really are just, no, they psychologically cannot imagine their life without this device right. attached to them on a regular basis and we and you know i'm a sci-fi buff so <laughs> like um which uh the the remake of um total recall where it had the phone in in the hand you know what I mean? <laughs> 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 like, who would do that <laughs> and i'm like this generation will do that yes. just to yeah. make sure that they have that with them at all times is something you know it's just whew. yeah and, and and uh before i retired in middle school you know, I've had kids actually want to fight me over their phones. Wow. You know, the school rule is put your phone up, turn it off, put it in your book bag. But the rule is also if we tell you several times to put it up and you don't, we are allowed to take it. You can get it back or your parents can get it. But in a couple of instances where I had to take kids' phones and they just went off and I'm like, you really want to fight me over this phone? <laughs> You just, you really want to take it to that extreme. But <laughs> yeah, you're just correcting that parents, you know, 
have those conversations with your kids and and don't don't feel embarrassed don't feel ashamed don't feel like you're the worst parent in the world don't feel like you're in a, you're a failure because these kids like Aida was saying latch on to these devices and that's their BFF their their friend their friend to the end if you've heard that term before and you know, with Chucky and all that kind of stuff. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, keep try to keep it real with your kids and let them know that hey, you know, there's going to be a time where you have to put it down, you have to leave it alone, and and live a real life, have a real life without it. That's so true. That's words of wisdom there, Mister and Mrs. Jackson. Thank you for coming on. Um, how can people find you? Well, I'll probably be following her around. So. <laughs> <laughs> so if you see me walking around like this and I hear <laughs> if he leaves me, you have your permission just to push me which the direction she's coming. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I'm just um, my company is Love Built Life. And uh, you can find me anywhere on social media at Love Build Life. And mine is My Quest to Teach. So that's Twitter and Instagram um, that you can follow me and just reach out and ask any questions of us. And you know, we, we will respond. We, we we really love doing that. You'll respond first. <laughs> <laughs> that's the and, <laughs> and their links will be on the description below. So definitely follow them, like all that good stuff. Again, this has been amazing. Uh, that is not a noun episode. Again, thank you guys for joining, uh, coming on. Um, again, people out there, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. You know, that's yeah. what I try to do with every episode. And we're out. Peace. All right. Peace. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it.